everybody. Welcome to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a fun, casual conversation. We've got Michael Bennett back in the building. Zach Bourne, it's been a long time. Has Doug been. Worthington down at the end. Zach, where have you been, man? Been taking out trash. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> there you go. Like I just told you before I got on here, man, I've been in the bullpen warming up for a while. I haven't gotten the haven't gotten the call. Mm, That's on us. That's on us. I mean, you were you spent so long just as basically almost taking over the show. Uh, I would like to say like I'm the closer, but now like I've realized like I'm a long reliever, and it's just you know we you know our starting pitching has been great, so you know the long reliever doesn't need to come in. <laughs> well, we needed you because yeah. you haven't had a chance to go after the Big Ten decision or Kevin Warren. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe you support not having fall football this year, but I, I kind of doubt that. Yeah, did you really need my opinion on this? I'm sure, you know, I've watched the show over the past couple weeks. I think uh, I'm on the same page as everyone else. I don't get it. I, I honestly don't. High school football is happening. And, um, you know, for high school football to happen and college athletes, athletics not happen like i just don't there is no correlation like i do not get it right um in college these guys know as a football player you are basically in a bubble as it is even in a normal year you're in a bubble during the football season um you know you're going to class from class you're going to what are you spending 10 hours a day at the Woody Hayes from lifting from treatments to you know film and actual practice and everything else it's like it's its own bubble and for Kevin Warren to not let the Big Ten play football this year when the Big 12 the SEC the ACC Conference USA these other conferences are playing I don't understand and it and like I said it goes back to high school football high school football you got you know little little Jimmy Smith right and uh, running around being at football two hours a day and doing whatever he wants on the weekends, doing whatever he wants during during the week, right? And that's a guy who's having the same contact that these professional or professional that these college yeah. athletes would have, right? I mean, it's I, I don't get it. Honestly, Doug, you know this. Uh, all three of us know this. When you're playing the NFL, you have more free time mm. in the NFL than you do as a college athlete, by right? Far. So by, by far. far, right? So if if the NFL is happening, why isn't college football happening? Because those guys in the NFL have a lot more time to be around people that are contaminated or to be in social gatherings more than any other college athlete. I, w- I would venture to say, uh, got to be lack of leadership, you know. Um, as our guy Slick is not here, you know, all about those contingency plans yeah. and the high GSF. Where are those guys at that's supposed to go ahead and say, hey, listen, this is what all the conference is going to do. We're going to come together. We're going to figure out what the bubble looks like. We're going to do something to, to at least give it a shot. You know, Kevin Warren, man, he's, he's, he's stuck in a rock and a hard place. I mean, my biggest thing is, Kevin, you know, I know it's, it's, it's a hard, you know, choice to make. But if you have a son that is – available to play and is going to play yeah. it's like it's almost like we need to see where your 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 your, your true lies really stay like you know, take your son out say hey even my son is not going to play because I, I believe in it so strongly and you haven't did that so it's almost like you're playing both sides and you kind of like lack of leadership or rather just go out front really really fast and just say hey i'm here this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to play and you know the way his contract is set up he might not have to suffer any ramifications right. he's just now getting into a situation like this so it's not like we got to look back peel back and be like hey well you need to be held accountable who's holding anybody accountable <laughs> even the ncaa like y'all guys didn't come out and like say hey this is what we're you said no let the conferences go ahead and handle it so when it comes down to later on that payment for play or the way conferences do things or maybe even the Big Ten because we not the Big Ten but maybe even Ohio State was we know we're the face of the Big Ten mm-hmm. we just had a poll that came out 
Number one um, university in the land when it comes down to a bunch of different intangibles. The school experience, the city, the revenue, like the contracts. Ohio State is it. You know, you got Texas at number seven um, that's pulling in that huge contract because of their visibility. Like we're figuring out and we're looking at a new age college football. I'm excited for it. You know, with, with change and some hard stuff, sometimes you got to realize something's going to come out of this. We're going to look back in six, seven months. Maybe we don't see a Justin Fields play. Maybe he's by far the best quarterback that ever plays at Ohio State, and he has one of those crazy NFL careers. It's, it's destined for one of our guys to do that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, you got players from high schools that's opting out. You got people that say, hey, I'm not going to play this part of my college years. Like, Little League is going to look differently th- these days. They're going to look at Little League like, who's the next guy coming out? Because he's going to go play two years of high school. Like, because they're going to understand what it really is to play in college football because you're going to get paid for it. Like all this money that's going to be lost, sorry, at, a, at, at you know, Columbus, Ohio, from that huge inter- university, even as old players are going to get some love when it comes down to just our visibility and what we mean to the community. Yeah. We, Shoot, are, so. we are the celebrity. You hope so. I've seen all them black dumpsters. If you ever written that out, man, I don't – Listen, you are the face of a franchise. But listen, um, again, you know, put me on a recycling bin or something. I do all that too. So let me recycle with Fresh. Fresh recycling. I got to think of it, right, to come with this guy. But when it comes down to what we mean to this community, when it comes down to what college football is and it's amateurism, right, we're looking at the start of something – New age. Yep. And Slego, we miss you, man. Well, you uh, is Doug yeah, ready do. to go this week or what? Yeah, we do. We do miss <laughs> Hey, here, here's the thing, <laughs> though, that hey, here's the thing that, that Doug was touching on. I don't have a problem with Kevin Warren, the decision he made two weeks ago, saying, hey, we're not having a season. I Listen, he may have been the guy, hey, I'm new. I'm the new commissioner. I want to set a precedent. This is what I'm going to do. I have a feeling that all these other conferences are going to follow me, right? And I'm going to be the first one to make this decision. Well, here's the problem. It didn't happen, right? right? And the problem with our society nowadays is no one wants to be wrong. It's not okay to say, I messed up. I apologize. I'm going to change my way of thinking. That's like not acceptable nowadays, which is a huge problem in our society to begin with, right? What Kevin Warren needs to do is instead of ignoring all the parent groups from, from the Big Ten conferences, instead of ignoring that, hey, are the stats yesterday, we've had the lowest amount of cases in like eight weeks of, of coronavirus across the nation, right? All these facts that are coming out over the past two weeks since he made that initial that, that initial decision. Come out and say, I messed up. Mm. You're right. I was trying to set the present and, and set the standard for the Big Ten saying that we're the best and going out in the front and, and taking you know the heat for college football across America. Instead, I was wrong. I didn't do my due diligence. I tried making a decision before I, I fully had a grasp of everything that was going on, right? I apologize. I messed up. Guess what? We need four weeks for, for a training camp, right? We've all been there. Four weeks for a training camp. Guess what? We are still on a timetable. We'll have an October 1st start date. Here we go. We're going to have an eight, nine, ten week season, whatever it might be. We are still on track. I messed up. Let's play college football. That's all he needs to do. I think he's still gambling that he didn't mess up. I think this man is still waiting to see what happens with these other conferences once they start up in the fall because if it ends up happening that they start up, they play. We're already seeing these college towns. These kids cannot get it together Mm -hmm. and they're not you know, social distancing, any of that. So if he ends up, you know, SEC, ACC, they play coronavirus runs rampant through these teams. Kevin Warren's a hero. He's a genius. We play in the spring. Everybody loves him. (laughs) Now, if they go, I don't know that he'll be loved, Michael, you might not be loved, but you you know what I'm saying? If 
if the SEC and the ACC end up playing and they're able to get their teams in bubbles and it's a semblance of a season, then Kevin Warren's probably going to start that press conference with, I'm sorry, you know, we thought this was going to happen. I think he's gambling. But that's probably too late then, right? It's all too late. If college football is played, that's what, in his position, you can't sit back there and be like, "Uh, I messed up. Sorry. I think it was Lincoln, Nebraska. Sorry you lost out on $300 million to your economy. Columbus, Ohio. Sorry you lost out on all this money, right? Fox. Sorry you lost out on these huge drawings for the Big Ten, right? I mean, he's got so many. It it gets a point where it's going to be too late. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that point is coming here pretty soon, especially with him ignoring all the parents and what they're saying. If there was an outcry from the parents, Maybe I can see game, you know, rolling the dice mm. and saying, "Well, if there's a season now, if he does mess, if he goes, hey, I apologize, we're gonna have a season, and then COVID does happen, he's able to be like, hey, I felt the pressure from the parents, the parents of the of the student athletes wanted to play. I was doing what they wanted for their sons. I, I, it's almost like an I told you so moment. Then, well, right? What's, yeah. What's interesting about him gambling, if that, uh, that's probably a good way to look at it, that he's gonna be right and vindicated is. The things that they expected to see when campus is open have happened. Like Alabama, not even just on campus, today they shut down all their bars for two weeks mm, trying to keep trying to shut down the COVID spread parties, that they've had, man. the COVID parties, which Whew. which I told Michael before we went on that now they're just going to a house party. We've all been in college. Yeah. We know how that well, works. You can't legislate good behavior. If, if the bars are closed, uh, you're still going to find somewhere to go. Uh, you know, you had North Carolina, you know, spreading – you know, around their campus and going online only. Notre Dame had the same thing. Oklahoma took a week off. Boom, came back. Poof, David Copperfield, nine <laughs> positive cases. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. This is happening uh, everywhere. Spencer was talking to us before the show about Auburn having problems, uh, several hundred cases. But everybody knew that there were going to be positive cases. Yeah, it was right. always going to be about management. And when the Big Ten, you know, put out that schedule six days before they pulled the plug. It was okay. Well, here's the safety protocols. Here's the quarantine. You know, I thought that the contract uh, contact tracing was always going to be a huge hurdle to getting through a season. You knew that there were going to be positive tastes because guess guess what? COVID exists, yeah. and there's no vaccine right now. But can we also, to everyone watching and across America, can we can we finally agree that there is a difference? And these guys, I'm sure, will agree with me between a college football player. In a college campus, in a normal college college student, right? I mean, yes, we know there's going to be house parties. Let me tell you, Justin Fields isn't going to a house party, on, you know, on, on Fourth Street on Wednesday night or Thursday He's night, got right? Million dollars decisions. Yeah. I mean, right? I, that, but there's going to be cases within the frats and sororities at every college, right? There's going to be a whole bunch of people congregating in one area. That's not the same as college football in a college football team, right? I mean. It, Yes, if it starts running through teams, that's a little bit different than, hey, it's running through a campus. I mean, these college athletes, heck, a lot of them during the fall take online classes, right? Right, I mean, (laughs) I tried to take as many online classes as I could during the fall, right? I mean, you want as much time to be at the Woody Hayes and to, uh, you know, get treatment, watch film, and and all these other things. You guys might not remember it, but there was was a a stretch last fall where – a bunch of national writers were going crazy because Justin Fields talked about how he, you know, he really hadn't been out on campus because he was in online only classes. How can you? He's not even having the student athlete experience. That was a year ago. Right. Like this has been going on for a long time, and right. Michigan's like, you know, we don't have any online classes. This is we're, we're taking things much more seriously than anybody else. Like Ohio State's just a football factory. Uh, they're not the only yeah. ones that take online no, we, classes. By the way, we've said this before, man. Like they're. 
college football is at such a level now that it is two full-time jobs to attend the university as a student and to play college football, especially at those upper echelon teams. So when people, it still surprises me that people are surprised that, like what Zach says, we spend 10 hours at the Woody. Like, well, they're like, well, how much time do you have to go to classes and stuff? Like, you fill in that blank yourself. Like, yeah. there's, especially if your goal is to go to the NFL like Justin Fields yeah. is, you're making decisions that can cost you millions of dollars each day. And there are teams that are composed of more people aiming for the NFL than others. And that's throughout each conference. And those those teams are going to behave differently. And that's why the frustration... Name, is, name one, Michael. Just Rutgers. Okay. Thank that's you. why the frustration <laughs> is really stemming, I think, from Ohio State parents and Ohio State fans is we understand that we're one of those teams that can manage these problems, that can manage right. these risks and can move forward while there are other colleges that can't and we're being held to the same standard and our, t- our players are missing out on a season mm-hmm. because Rutgers or Indiana or whoever isn't able to keep up. I'd like to go back to what Mike said earlier. Um, it's one of those things where we had an opportunity and we, we, we needed to figure out a lot of, you know, a, a lot of different normalcies before we just, you know, went down Kevin Warren and just put a spike in it. Um, and like, like he said, we have to realize that Kevin is still banking on himself. When that first week happens and the SEC start getting some revenue, and obviously it's going to be an empty stadium, maybe it's like one of those virtual bubbles, whatever the case may be. When that happens. Well, Alabama came out and said they're having fans. Yeah, I don't know if you I? saw that. I think what 20, 25, 30,000, right? Didn't they say that? Well, everybody put well, a couple. I, I also remember Gene Smith saying that sometime in July too. So yeah. it's a lot easier to say when you have a month to play with. What we don't want to do is differentiate ourselves. That's what the whole thing is. That the, the glaring weakness in this whole motive is Kevin Warren is going to be smacked in the face when those other conferences at least try to attempt a couple of plays. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, part of me, I'll be honest, I don't know if it's going to be able to have a full season just with the stats. Mm-hmm. We got to get a little bit more ahead of this virus. We got to get a, a vaccine, all that good stuff. But, you know, teams are going to generate some revenue. We're going to see the economic impact of these college students and then we're going to realize that we don't need you NCAA we don't even need you really uh, Kevin Warren we don't need you Big Ten then we're going to be able to kind of figure out where do we draw the line and say hey these guys are not necessarily amateur athletes they're not these programs and and there there might be a small league for the basketball program but that's how it's going to be it's going to be small little leagues that got some affiliation to university and you're going to have to kind of co-mingle to be able to but yeah it should be all online classes when it comes down to our rigorous type of training and 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 weightlifting and learning plays and getting injured everybody's not even at the same standard of that you got people that come in from different high school programs that yeah he's super talented but he didn't have the same weight room program or he didn't have the same education program so you can't tell me that this guy needs to do everything that he needs to do because he's even more talented maybe than this guy that had a silver spoon but at the end of the day he he, he needs to catch up it's so many different intangibles on each team we're now going to kind of level the playing field these universities gonna have to be held accountable. Hey, hey, listen, scholarships and 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 tuition might have to go up, or we might have to lean on the state. Because guess what? These universities are that important to the whole parameter. Like, like Ohio State is that important to the lifeblood of the city, as much or probably more than a university. They're gonna come out with a lot of numbers in the spring. These guys' image and likeness times ten is gonna occur. They're gonna have different rep- representation. Look at my guy Randy Wade, right? Think about what he's going to be able to kind of put into a, a lawyer's desk about some of the opportunities that maybe. What if what if Wade doesn't go first round? 
right? What if he, he looks at David Arnett and look, look at Wade and say, hey, look at Arnett made this. Yeah. Wade made this. He slipped to the second round. You know what I mean? Because maybe I was too outspoken. What's my guy, LeVar Balling on him? Because maybe yeah. I was too outspoken. <laughs> I got too crazy. I went to all these places because I demanded some uh, representation to my son because the, the, the Kevin Warren didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't come out and, and have these guys in and do something like, hey, let me let me talk to you parents. I'm a parent too. That's, the, that's my biggest thing with him is the fact that he's par- a parent to a D1 athlete. And he should be able to resonate with these people just a little bit more. But at the end of the day, these guys are really just getting what we all ask for anyway. These guys are going to get paid. We're about to find out the numbers. And we're about to really find out their true value. I just don't hope y'all, you know, watch those Tuesday night Big Ten uh, games, uh, 9 o'clock. I'm going to try to see how I can get my rights to my old film so I can get paid <laughs> off those things. So they about to get rewind like crazy, yep. right? I need to, We need to throw some watch parties from our old games. <laughs> Let me put that Iowa game out to go to the Rose Bowl. That was one of my good That was stuff. a fun game. That was a great game. <laughs> was right? let's, game. Let's talk about that. But, yeah. I think they just throw that 2012 edition of the game and and put a Boren Brothers logo over the whole thing. Just, there you go, man. I like it. We'll, the, we'll sponsor that. Sponsor the content. Yeah. Perfect. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. We'll be right back in a second. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, the Big Ten fall football season is still canceled. Yeah, still hasn't been revisited and won't be by Kevin Warren. Uh, Doug, I think you said that you might pop down there to the Horseshoe on Saturday morning, right? Hey, man, I, uh, I see my guy Ray Small. Shout out to Ray. Uh, I seen a couple guys, a couple players that said they want to go to support. I want to see what it's like. You know, I, I want. Don't get me wrong. Like I understand all as- avenues of it to a certain extent. But guess what, man? This is a, a historic time we're living in. I'm going to have my mask. I'm going to have my hand sanitizer. I'm going to have my gloves. I'm going to make sure that I'm out there responsible. But I want to see, one, I want to see the turnout. I want to see what these parents are like. I want to have a conversation with mm-hmm. them. I was a college athlete back in the ancient time now, right, that had a, a bunch of different, uh, you know, things to deal with, but nothing that we're dealing with now. So yeah. to be able to interact, know what, like, you know, Mr. Wade is going through, thinking about what my father would have done, this is a time for a Buckeye fan that I just want to experience it and kind of just, you know, just have a little bit of positive influence on it and just, you know, be able to resonate with these guys at this time. Yeah, I I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't uh, – My I think my parents would be doing the same thing Mr. Right. Wade's doing, right? They Without would be outspoken. Yep. They would be, uh, you know, trying to be that voice for the entire team, for the, for the you know, for the families. But I think one of my biggest regrets in life, maybe the biggest regret so far in my life, is and Michael was part of this team in 2012 when we were a bull band, right? And we got to play a full season. We got to play 12 games, but we didn't get to go to a Big Ten championship game. We didn't get to go to a national championship, right? I think that's my biggest regret in life is not being able to do those things with that team. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine not playing a season. Right. right, I mean, don't we at least got twelve games where we got to have fun? We got to, you know, still prove be, ourselves. Yeah, beat dudes down twelve, you know, twelve weeks <laughs> in a row. Right, <laughs> I mean, these guys aren't even going to get the opportunity to play together, right, on a team and go out there and have that season. And so, I can't imagine what those guys are going through. And from my experiences, like I said, that's the biggest regret in my life. I can't imagine the regret those guys are going to live with, not only this year but for the rest of their life, if they're not going to be able to go out there and 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 play the season because we know how good they are, right? Yeah. This is a team that probably 
let's be honest, should be playing in that championship game, right? I mean, think about all of those opportunities that this team's gonna not going to have based off of one man's decision. Yeah, I mean, everybody had those expectations for this team, and I was really – I thought it could have been the most – no offense to 14, uh, what you guys accomplished, but I, I look at this roster as one of the most talented that Ohio State has ever had. Uh, the AP poll decided to include them today, had them at number two. I, I felt like another – they just took another knife. It's like, hey, there you go. Yeah, this is what you're missing out on this year. Maybe they – you know, I understand why they did it, so people understood, you know, how many Big Ten teams are missing or Pac-12 teams, what could have happened with this year. But it's just these things keep happening where it's hard to understand what what all just slipped away, what they could have done. And, I, Michael, I know I've asked you about this a number of times, but if you're looking at this spring season now that they're talking about with eight games in January and doing domes, do you see that as – you know what the physical toll is for a player. Do you Man, see that as possible? At this I'm point? telling you, I don't like that at all. And I know there are a lot of people who would prefer that over nothing. Um, but for someone who fought injuries their entire career, I know that if I was a senior and they said, okay, you can play in the spring, I'm not doing it mm. because you get one bad injury. You're not ready to go to the NFL. Even if you could get healthy for the first week of the NFL season, your stock just dropped astronomically. And even if you're a junior, that's some tough stuff to decide because some juniors could have come out with a huge season and then be NFL ready. But this is a sport where you get hurt. Everybody here knows this isn't, you know, this it's a 100% injury sport. If you play it, you're going to get hurt. And to have a, a even cl- eight games or even six games, that's a lot of opportunities for somebody who's trying to make some business decisions that nobody else in the country has to deal with. Yeah. That, that you know, they're trying to already compete with SEC players, ACC players, other big conference players. And now all of a sudden, they're not on a level playing field. And there are arguments if you, it could help you if you were able to go through that season, have the best season of your life, not get injured. You're already in football shape when other people aren't. That's, yeah, that's like a small percentage of guys who are going to come out unscathed. That's like that's quarterbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, if you are associated with the football team whatsoever, it's a lose-lose situation. Lose-lose. The only win it is is for fans because they want to see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Big Ten Conference because they're going to have some revenue coming in from it. And obviously the, the cities might – if there's fans, might be able to have some revenue, right? But if you're part of that football program at all, you're a lose-lose, and I'll tell you yes. why. If you're a senior and you play in that season, guess what? There's only 53 guys, maybe it's 55 now with new CBA, that make an NFL roster. Mm-hmm. You play a season, and you're not done until mid-March, right? And then you're going to the combine, and a draft happens. You're back at football in, in May, going to mini camps, and you're having to grind to make a football team. It's not easy to make it in the NFL, right. right? So those guys are just coming off a season when everyone else has had some rest to be able to get their bodies right, be able to go to the combine and do those things, right? Guess what? If you're a player, we all know this. You get like four weeks off a year as, a, as an athlete, right? <laughs> Two after the season, one at spring break, and one at basically summer break, right? Yeah. In the winter – is when you make all your gains from a muscle standpoint, right? Physical standpoint. You get in the weight room, and that's where you move your weight. That's where you gain, you know, your muscle and everything else, and that's where the body transformation happens. Then you have spring ball, and you're able to get out there and move around, get back in the feel of football. And then your your summertime is conditioning and getting your your quick twitch muscles back, right? Working on speed, agility, all those things. If you have a season – you are cramming that whole seven-month cycle right. into about three months. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's not going to get reach their full potential. It is a lose-lose cross-board. And to make things worse, coaches, 
What do they do during that time? They're recruiting yeah. in the offseason, right? If they've got a season, they're not recruiting because we all know here in, here in <laughs> the fall, they're not allowing recruiting as it is, right? So if you are part of that football program, regardless, it is lose-lose across the board to have mm-hmm. a spring slash winter season, whatever you want to call it. And to be honest, if I'm a player, I do everything. I mean, I, I would give my left you-know-what to get out there and play again. But at the same time, as a player, man, it would be hard to be able to go through that. Where's the GSF at right now? Where's the factors, man? <laughs> it has to be with some of these kids that know what they're worth now. If they're going through it right now, they're thinking, man. They're putting stuff on paper, hopefully, and realizing that, hey, these these universities love me, but they need me. These, these, these cities, they love me and that they need me. The Pac-10, the Big 12, I mean, the Big Ten and, you know, those guys, our guys, <laughs> yeah. they already came out with representation. They already had demands and wants and things of that nature. And people thought, oh, man, you asking for way too much. But guess what? Look what y'all about to lose. So are we really asking for too much? Oh, no, no, no. Y'all think y'all going to just throw us out in the spring? Or, or we, we got these demands. And now we know that things can be handled because we've seen what the NFL did in their bubble or whatever the case may be. You need a lot of help from out, from on out, from a whole different group of people, even the, uh, the Paxton and the, uh, the, 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 SEC, if they end up having football, they're going to show that, hey, they made this type of money. Maybe Tuscaloosa did shut down. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to them universities, I mean, people are streaming now. People get, people are learning how to get money off the internet and having different visits, you know. So don't get me wrong. People are kind of making the most of the situation. There's so many people at home these days mm-hmm. because some people, you know, they care. And, and then there's a lot of college people that don't care. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're seeing the, the both, of, both evils. But what we're really seeing, guys, is a transformation. We're seeing, like, the representation and the way that these guys are valued you and we're seeing uh, an, an ability to prove it in a really really short period of time and then when it comes down to, like you guys caring about our health no you don't because at the end of the day there would be so many other protocols in place for even old guys that suffer injuries at the end of the day when 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 this system is done with you they leave um i, I give a shout out to my guys up at ua uh spencer smith old tight end you play with him yeah. um one of those guys that that, that that had it you know i'm not coaching as much as I did. I'm, I'm, I, I do a little bit of things with a couple kids, but you know, when it comes down to the things I had to deal with and endure as a family, that's another thing. So I can't coach right now, but they are about to have it. They're about to have practice. They're about to have a season they and they deserve Friday it. Night. Right. Yeah, they they deserve Friday it. Night. So yeah. the fact of the matter is it's bigger than uh, a, a football for these kids in these universities. It's representation. It's what my worth is. And it's like, what do we do going forth? We're just seeing a transformation. I want to touch on, <clears throat> I want to touch on what you said early on is, I think there's this this current structure of the NCAA and the conferences and the way they handle the players is so outdated. And everybody's been saying it for a couple of years because at the beginning, the players definitely needed these institutions, these conferences, these the NCAA mm-hmm. to get the most out of their experience as a student athlete at their respective university. I think especially with the addition of TV and all the merchandising, all this different stuff, we're starting to see that power balance. I wouldn't say, you know, the NCAA and the Big Ten just 100% need the players more than the players need them. It's more of a, an even power structure at the moment, and it, it really needs to be uh, divided up that way. I don't think that the NCAA or the Big Ten wants to share power with the players, and they know that they can wait guys out. Guys can't really strike because you only get so many years at your respective yeah. university, and there's so many universities, it's hard to really get everybody on the same page. But, I mean, it's going to take something for these universities, or not the universities, but the NCAA and the Big Ten, to actually understand, like, hey, you know, the, the way you guys are treating these players, you're treating them like these little kids who have mm. no value to the conference or to the league as in itself, and that's just not a reality anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, this, this notion of amateurism that they've been clinging to for 
125 years. Well, there wasn't a, a billion dollar television contract in 1935. <laughs> and, and I might, I might sit a little bit differently than these two guys from a standpoint of when we played, man, like, we had access to a lot of things, lot, right? Yeah. Our facilities at Ohio State. I can only speak mm-hmm. on Ohio State. I'm not that old. But, man, <laughs> uh, but you know, we, we had great facilities, right? Mm-hmm. We were given everything that we needed to have to survive in that moment. Yeah. You know, were we getting paid any money? No. Uh, but at the same time, I was happy to go out there and play in front of 100000 or whatever it might be. Here's the one thing. I'm not... Yeah, those guys getting paid off their likeness and those guys getting paid maybe from their jersey sales and whatnot. Yes, they can do that. I'm not a huge, you know, banging my fists on the table saying they should be. But here's one thing that I believe in is that there should be some kind of player's voice, mm-hmm. right? They, not saying that they should get, you know, 50% share of, of all media contracts, whatever it might be. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is players should have a voice. And what I mean by that, you know, th- there's a player's union in the NFL, and I'm, you know, they talk a lot more on profit sharings, things of that sort. What we need to do from a college athletic standpoint is there should be a player's union or, pl- or player's council where. When the Big Ten's making decisions, when the NCAA is making decisions, the players at least have a voice and can give their opinion, right? There should have been players that sat in, or not even sat, were on a Zoom call with Kevin Warren and the Big Ten officials when they were making the decision to cancel in the season, and the players should have had some kind of voice in what was going on. When it comes to scheduling, right? They, you know, they're not having night games in, in November, right? right? Whatever it might be. They should have some kind of voice. When Fox made the, when Fox had the TV contract with the Big Ten and said their marquee game was going to be at noon, the players should have had some kind of voice. Like, hey, no, we don't want that, right? Like, we want the prime time. We want four o'clock, whatever it might be, right? So the players should have some kind of voice. And this isn't in regards to everyone thinking, you know, the players should have rights to money. I'm not saying that. The players should have a a voice in what goes on within a season, within an off season, things of that, and be able to give their opinion on what they on what they feel. <laughs> you go ahead, you go for it. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I know we both was waiting. It's funny when you're on here, you're trying to. But um, what I was going to say, man, is back in my day, uh, I told my, my my great dad, Doug Worthington, and he's the reason why I got to Ohio State. The reason why I went to the NFL, he instilled in a lot of me. And you look at Mister Mister Randy Way, Mister Randy Watson, Mister Randy Way, right? He is a guy who is taking the forefront, who is very outspoken, who went down and went in Illinois and. And, and, and try to get some answers and didn't get them. Um, they had a, a, a nice, you know, little league. They had a nice little representation between the, the dads. Like it was, it was team moms and it was team dads. And we had a lot of, you know, outspoken situations for our birthday parties to, you know, I mean, maybe if the rain was too bad, if we couldn't play on a particular field, whatever the case may be for little league standards. You know, maybe these guys being, I came on campus at 17 years old. Maybe these guys don't have it all to understand their worth and what's going on in their lives. But these parents should know what's going on and the possibilities of this university. Let them have a bigger voice. You know, let them have a little bit of a say-so. You're taking their prized possession off their hands, something that they invested to get to that place. I mean, how, what, what does it take for a college, a guy like Sean Wade to be able to to be, to go to Ohio State? That father is vested. He is a part of this whole situation. So the fact that you're not giving them an opportunity to really get some good answers or have a say-so in it, it's like you're like slapping these people in the face. So what do they need to do? They need to take their amateur kids, quote-unquote, that you're making a bunch of dollars off of, keep them protected, and try to get them some uh, uh, way to their path and dreams and hopes. Like, these kids... 
deal with more than the physical uh, 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 physical pain. They deal with mental pain. You're, yeah. you're about to take a whole season from me, something that I worked all hard spring for. Like yeah. some, and you're telling me another conference got it right, and they go give them a chance. You're talking about if I was in high school one more year, I could still play high school. Like, and even the high school players is like, hey, I'm a, I'm a chip. Like everybody has a, a obviously a physical, but a mental type of uh, investment in this situation. You gotta be at, a, you gotta be a lot more outspoken. I mean, uh, uh, my guy Kevin, you know, maybe your publicist or maybe your people that represent you should have had some handwritten letters to these parents or at least give a public statement. Do something so we can feel a little bit better about the character of who you are. Not say well, you quiet. Know, yeah, like, come on, man. We're seeing your son being able to play. And then you're taking another kid. That That is tough pill to swallow. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think what we've seen right now, as my guy would say, is, is the GSF factor. He would say contingency plans, and he would kind of bring up the fact of, like, like where's the leadership in all of this? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he, he teaches the class at Ohio State. He was a strength coach. He was a, a captain when I played at Ohio, at Ohio State, Anthony Slego. And as a captain, you know, back when we only had, you know, three captains and not, you know, 17, <laughs> we had representation. We had, like, situations that we wanted to be a part of. A guy named Deontay Johnson, who got his, his, his place vandalized, had a player, had a, had a coaches and players meeting where he ripped one of our coaches and, and it was one of those things that we appreciate how he represented another player in a, in a hard situation so it's at, at the end of the day these people these kids these young men know a lot more than they're giving them credit to but at least the parents because you are a parent kev so i, I think we've dropped the ball um but you know you look at lead, leadership across the country we can't go into politics on the show but look at leadership right now man leadership is at an all-time low in different areas we're all paying for it and we're all yearning for it we're all asking for it college football synonymous football synonymous with 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 life we got a team sport that we got hierarchies and people that's calling different shots and we're supposed to work together for a collective good a lot of people out there dropping the ball and not doing their 111 so I'd like to go. I'd like to go and hit on the uh, the voice thing because I completely agree with both of you that players need a voice. But we're seeing. I mean, reports are coming out that all 14 ads voted to have football, and one man nicks all of that. Mm. So, I you know, if the voice isn't isn't coupled with actual, to me, economic power, yeah. then they can just write it off like it's nothing. We oh, we hear you, and then they just go about their business because they don't freaking care. And we see that all over the place. We see it in college football because they're still amateurs. It's still, if we have a snow day, then we tell you what to do. It, <laughs> that you don't get an option. You don't get that voice yeah. until you bring some kind of economic power or a, or a, a true united front. And it's, I mean, it's hard enough to unite people, but you're trying to unite college football players across the country against the NCAA. It's not happening. You got that's NCAA needs five people on the same page. Right. College football players need however many. Yeah. So there has to be real economic drawbacks to the NCAA making their decisions without the voice of the players being uh, taken into account. And the only way to do that is to make players more employees. And the only people who can do that is the NCAA. So you're just, we're hitting this loop right now and someone's got to be able to break the loop. And I believe the people who need to break the loop are those universities who can benefit the most from taking their players out of just an amateur role. Yeah, you're right. And I've said it several weeks in a row. Delay was such an easy call. Yep. You built in the flexibility in the schedule. You talked about trying, Zach, to, to start October 3rd or whatever that date actually is. I mean, uh, that's not going to happen in all likelihood it would still be theoretically possible to start it up right now ohio state's got 12-hour work weeks that uh, they're clear to resume right now it's just all this stuff is so hard to understand because the four of us can come up with a much better plan than what's already happened <laughs> no uh, throughout august around the big 10 we'll keep doing that uh, maybe maybe soon we'll stop having protests to talk about and and delays and can get back to more football conversation 
Uh, but for now, we're still getting some anger and frustration out about what's happening in Columbus, Ohio. And we're still diving into some roosters. Michael Bennett, Zach Bourne, Doug Worthington. It's been a great show. Yeah, he's got the mac and cheese bites there for Schlegs. <laughs> Schlegs, uh, we'll see you again soon. This has been Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back here again next week. Uh, have a good one. See you.